0: Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show, is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background was my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Okay. Welcome to another edition of Feed Ace Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. I'm very excited at, uh, with my guest today. Her name is Elizabeth Johnson. Elizabeth is the CEO of Activist Mommy Network. Elizabeth, welcome.
1: Hi, so good to be with you.
0: Yes, excellent. So I'm going to give a little bit about you. So so you're a best-selling author, speaker, and activist. Uh, You educate and you seek to inspire the public on burning social issues and moral issues of the day that are important to families and liberty-loving citizens. That is fantastic. And I might add, you're one of the few people that when I tell them that I have eight children, you don't you you don't act shocked because you have <laughs> ten children, correct?
1: Exactly. Yeah, um, I've got ten children that I've homeschooled uh, ever since the beginning for over twenty years now. I've been wow. a homeschool mom, and my oldest is twenty two, and my youngest is four years old. And they, of course, uh, are are everything to me. Um, only only Jesus comes ahead of them and uh i just consider it a great honor that i get to educate my children and spend the day with them
0: oh so so you're just piling it on so you not only do you have more than me you homeschool and um <laughs> so you now that's fantastic what's your uh, what's your ratio of boys to girls
1: I have um six girls and four boys.
0: Six and four. Okay. So yeah, we,
1: I, were, we were flying neck and neck there all the way through until the end. So. Until the end. Okay.
0: <laughs> well I have my oldest is eighteen and my youngest okay. is five and we have one daughter. Oh so, yes. And she's not a tomboy, not even close. Um <laughs> Oh, she's so,
1: a spoiled little princess huh yeah yeah
0: you can say that so cute. <laughs> it's as though you know her it's amazing um so so i uh so so yeah so that's really amazing you have a really amazing life and and i as i was you know looking into uh you know all that you do and all that you're out for what i kind of gathered in in reading and listening to some of the uh the posts and and the videos you've made is it seems like at some point in your life, you became sort of like the mama bear where you just said, you know what, I'm stepping up and defending my kids. You know, what was the impetus for you to start the, your organization and your, your group?
1: Right. Um, Well, I, we've always been active in pro-life ministry. Um, My, my entire marriage I've been active in pro-life ministry and uh, but something shifted, I think, when Obama issued the transgender bathroom directive um, in 2015, I believe it was. And, you know, we had this very strange moment in our nation's history where 200 pound men who claimed they were females were going to be able to access the shower rooms and locker rooms of our daughters. I, I just did not recognize my country anymore. <laughs> and um And really was concerned and said, I've got to do more. I've I've got to get off the sidelines and get on the front lines of this culture war. Because it is a war for the heart and soul of our children. It's not a physical war with um, guns or muskets necessarily but it is a culture war for the hearts and minds of our children and uh, radicals have been winning this war for quite some time infiltrating every major cultural institution whether it's the media or our um our educational system And they've successfully been infiltrating with their ideas and really um, not educating because educating says, okay, here's both sides. Let's teach you how to think. Let's teach you how to argue, how to debate. Um, Let's teach you how to analyze and discern truth from error. No, it's indoctrination. It's this is the only way you can think. And if you think any other way, we are going to silence you. And so that issue really um, woke me up. And uh, unfortunately, there's no amount of um, there's no small amount of evil to fight on any day and age, any given day. And so I always have had work to do ever since Uh, never intended to be a public figure had no desire to be I just always been the most content homeschool mom, um, which is what God's looking for. And that's all I ever wanted to be. Uh, But, but, you know, uh, the Lord is looking for people with hearts that are pure toward him and who are bold and courageous. And if you're one of those people and you're being faithful in the small things that God's given you, even if that's nursing babies and diaper changes, um, and you're content where you are. Hold on to your hat. You might be surprised what God will give you to do next if you're faithful with what He's given you. It's, it's all about stewardship.
0: Yeah. No. That, that's that's really great and, and inspiring. I I I mean, obviously, I I completely feel for you. Um, you know, with with this recent election, some of the very first actions, quite literally yesterday or today, wow, have been transgender bathroom access and. Uh, trans men and you know girls sports and things like that and certainly um the life issues uh, have been executive ordered right into place which we all knew would take place so Hmm. this fight doesn't stop as you said it doesn't stop and the other side is ruthless as you as you pointed out um you say in in on your website you have you say um Christians and conservatives need to uh, come out of the closets and boldly take their country back. Um, how do you, th- what would you say is, was the, is the reason or reasons, and it's probably a deep answer, how we lost it?
1: Mm. I would say that 60 years of not engaging in the culture, sitting in our church pews, listening to flowery sermons, sitting on our hands, and waiting for Jesus to come back and rescue us has probably brought us to this place. Um, Jesus did not teach us to hide all day and pray until I come back. He said, occupy until I come. Uh, the scripture teaches, uh, teaches us about occupation. And uh, there's a reason that the Bible says, when the righteous are in authority and ruling the people rejoice and when the wicked are ruling the people mourn and so we're shown these principles that god would like for righteous people to be um to be in authority and that is what is best for people is when people who um are motivated by principles and good character and love for god and their neighbor are in charge and uh we we don't we don't have that right now um we are definitely uh potentially going to be entering turbulent times and dealing with um, doing some moaning and some groaning, <laughs> mourning, as, as uh, the scripture teaches us. Uh, but I would say that, um, that that has gotten us where we are today, where, again, it's just this mentality of, Let's wait for Jesus to come back and fix it. Uh, There's nothing we can do about it. You know, they say, we know the end of the story. We know it's always going to get worse and worse and worse. And there's this kind of fatalism, I think, in the body of Christ that uh, we can't make a difference. And I don't know. That's not the Bible I read. I see God using small people to defeat uh, Goliaths. And I see um, Hebrew midwives saying, "No, we will not murder these children. We will take a stand for righteousness and risking their lives." I see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saying, "We will not bow to your God," and uh, and them experiencing the fourth the fourth God in the fire, the fourth man I should say in the fire there with them. Uh, giving them miraculous deliverance when they are uh, bold and courageous. And so I, I just don't see this God anywhere in the scripture. And I'm inspired when I read about our heroes of the faith in scripture, mm-hmm. and I want to be more like them. And they weren't uh, pew warmers, they were active in what was going on. And mm-hmm. so I have a desire to model that in my own Christian life.
0: Yeah, that's great. It actually kind of goes with my next question. I was going to say, um, it seems as though conservatives tend to hide or be ashamed of standing up for themselves. A lot of people will say that where uh, they'll say if they're in a room full of people or people at work and uh, they people who are on the other side are super comfortable making comments or saying things and then they just never reply. Um, why do you think that is? Is that our that side tends to I think we're coming out of that a little bit, but um, tends to be almost ashamed or afraid to express ourselves.
1: Well, the Bible says uh, the wicked flee when no man even pursues them, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And the key word there is righteous. And I do think that we have a lot of lukewarm people who maybe have never been born again, uh, never been made new creatures in Christ. Uh, Yeah, they go to church, they do their duty. But um, when the Lord saves you and regenerates you and puts his spirit inside of you, Uh, there's a boldness that comes with that there's a new creature that you're made you don't have sin covering you and making you want to hide in shame and flee when no one's even chasing you that's how the wicked are and, uh, and the righteous, there's something different on us. We carry a boldness and a courage. Uh, the, and that is what we see modeled throughout scripture, not only Old Testament, New Testament with the apostles who said, we have to obey God. Uh, no matter what you tell us, we, we're not going to, to disobey our Lord. Uh, we see it modeled through the boldness of Jesus, our very own Savior. Um, so the question I think we should ask ourselves is, are we righteous? Are we really righteous if we have no boldness, if our if our lives are are um, governed by fear have we really been set free and have we really been born again and I think that's a good challenge for for all of us to search our hearts
0: yeah it, it's a tough thing it, one of my favorite uh i guess verses is uh is where Moses who is being asked to to do some pretty bold things and he says something and I'm not quoting it exactly something along the lines of you know who am I i, I can't speak very eloquently. Mm-hmm. I'm not very strong or, you know, it's something along those lines. And, and, you know, God says, I'll speak through you. Uh, I believe, you know, with Joshua's help, I, again, you'll probably correct me if I'm wrong on that, but it, Aaron, that, that, yeah. Aaron, yes, right. thank you. I knew I got it wrong. <laughs> um, but it, but it, I always like that one because you know, we're not always um, necessarily the, you, you are, but not everyone is necessarily the greatest speaker. Of, right. Um, but, we can do something. Right.
1: Absolutely. What is that thing that God has placed on your heart that is burning on your heart? You know what it is. You don't need us to tell you what it is, whether it's soup kitchen ministry, whether it's um, fostering and adopting children. There's a major orphan crisis in this nation, and we need Christians on the front line of that orphan crisis. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that God's placed on your heart to do, uh, rescue children, uh, help with your crisis pregnancy center so that uh, more babies, more moms choose life for their babies whatever that thing is that god's placed on your heart um be obedient and and again it's about stewardship and when you're when when you're obedient with the small thing he has given you to do he's like oh okay i can see that this person can be trusted and that that uh, they're going to steward what i gave them and now i'm going to give them more and before you know it <laughs> you know i went from 0 to 100 in a couple of years i i went from No one knowing my name and just being on my couch, homeschooling my children every day or five days a week to, you know, a million followers in just a few years. And, and the Lord is just looking for a pure heart, a pure vessel who will get themselves out of the way and, and who will model a little bit of courage And he's looking for those people to shine brightly through. And so everyone who's listening to your program right now, I would just encourage them to be faithful where you are. Uh, Please don't look for a platform. God's God's got way too many people that are looking for notoriety and looking for a platform and he's unimpressed. Uh, Normally you've got ego and pride leading the way in, in a scenario like that. He's looking for people who are willing to lay their lives down and and burn for him, burn brightly for him. Um, I, my, I have friends who say um, that a platform is not a stage to stand on, but it's an altar to burn on for Jesus to lay to lay down on and burn on for Jesus. And so that's what I always want to be faithful to do: just burn brightly for Jesus.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's very well said. I and I think our kids certainly have our. Uh, a, a, an area of inspiration i know um with this recent election my wife has been more vocal and upset about things and and she she always says well if if our kids were real little like you know they would be you know older by the time we could fix things but mm-hmm. we have older kids now or uh and we're worried about their future and their ability to uh, be how, how they're influenced in college and things like that. Uh, Correct. so you, you, you have a book Uh It's yeah. called not on my watch. Yes. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah. Not on my watch is just uh, my personal story. It's filled with inspirational stories where, you know, one, one person, uh, very ordinary people have, um, uh, gotten off of the sidelines of the culture war. And we've done a number of different things and it's just been amazing what we've seen happen. Um, we've, we've, I've led many grassroots campaigns, whether it is uh, protesting pornographic sex education, whether it was uh, dealing with um, Teen Vogue magazine, teaching kids how to sodomize one another, just total obscenity, pandering obscenity to minors. Uh, we've, we've done so many things like that. And, and um, you know, I had a, a video that went viral. And five months later, Teen Vogue went out of business because of it. or I should say printed their last print edition when all of the sister publications are still in print and so we just had incredible success with uh with letting our light shine and just again very ordinary people saying you know enough is enough we need to protect our children our children's innocence is worth it Mm -hmm. and uh, we're not going to allow allow them to be um their little minds to be you know polluted like this and it's just amazing how God, God can use you. And that's what the book is all about. We just many inspirational stories. Um, also share neat stories about people getting set free and saved and, and um, things like that. So you can go to ElizabethJohnston.org and you'll see where you can donate to the ministry. You can get the book. You can sign up to subscribe to my newsletters. That is really what I want people to do more than anything is just click subscribe to get my newsletters Mm -hmm. because we send out amazing blog articles uh, throughout the week on just the burning issues of the day. And basically what we do is we say, this is what the Bible says about these issues. We apply God's word to the social and moral issues of the day. And it's just great shareable content uh, for your listeners. And um, so ElizabethJohnson.org is where you can get all that.
0: So I'm going to share, if you don't mind, the uh, the page.
1: Yeah, that's great. It's and Johnston a, is spelled with a T O N.
0: Yes, Johnston. Um, yeah. So so here it is, right here. Are you able to see yeah. it? Are you able to see on the screen? I okay, am. good. Okay, and that's you, of course. Uh, so yeah, I, Elizabeth Johnston dot org a lot Mm -hmm. it's a really nice website lots of great on great things on here you've been on some really uh really great shows certainly fox and friends we we love the blaze um so uh you've done some great things and here's the book not on my watch i would uh um, i ordered it it's not come yet the mail is very thank you um but i'm i'm looking forward to reading it and i would uh, uh highly recommend everyone um reading it as well. I want to, um, kind of finish up re- here real quick with just a plug for, uh, in Cleveland, we have the, the annual bringing America back to life,
1: uh, yes. conference. I've um, spoken at that before.
0: Have you? Oh, I have. awesome. Love, love Molly. Molly is great. She's been on my program. I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to have her again to, uh, to, to really promote, uh, the, the conference and it's, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, so I, I ask any, anyone listening, if you're interested in knowing more about it or, or want to come get tickets or even just donate if possible, uh, go to bringing America back to life.org and, uh, check it out. But, uh, Elizabeth, this has been fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on uh, the program. I really appreciate it. Um, you're always welcome back on any time. Uh, I, I, if you ha- have anything you want to promote or talk about, uh, you're welcome on any time. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, and thank you for uh, another episode of Fides podcast with Elizabeth Johnston. Uh, check her out on her website. Get her great book, Not on My Watch. And we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Hey, my my feed went out right there at the end. I couldn't hear what you were saying. And so
0: I'm sorry
1: if you were talking